Hey everyone, Chad from the Puppet Parent Podcast here. Uh, in this episode, we talk a lot about parenting, whether it's doing puzzles or board games with our kids, our Halloween plans, cleaning out the dog pen together, and uh, should ABC Mouse buy Chuck E. Cheese? All coming up next on the Puppet Parent Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Puppet Parent Podcast. Hi, Hi. I'm Z, and I am co-artistic director of Wonderspark Puppets. Wow, and I'm Chad. I'm the other co-artistic director. Yeah, things. Things have happened. We had to take a bye last week. Um, I, I had two Unima board meetings. Unima USA, uh, we had like our general meeting and then a new board meeting because a new board had to be elected and stuff. Crazy, and it took a long time, and I was so tired afterwards. Busy, busy. <laughs> Super busy. And next week, guess what? Next week, we won't be recording at 3 p.m. because because we'll be performing a show at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Puppet Show Place Theater. They're having us over. Yeah, to be part of the the, the end of summer series. It's it's the end of the summer, Z. I know. All of the, um, all of the big jobs that we got um, in July have now petered down and, are, and have ended. Uh, this week, it seems like all summer camps just end uh, halfway through August. It's like, boom, that's it. Now you got a couple weeks to think about school. <laughs> People have been thinking a long time about school. I think this everybody's year. been thinking about school. Yeah. Um, well, if you're wondering if we've been thinking about school, we have. We've made the decision to stay here until at least the end of September, and then we will see what the future holds. Mm-hmm. Um, we're taking this. Day by day, week by week, and month by month. Um, so, you know, we've had a couple people ask us, are you leaving New York City? And the answer is no, we're not leaving New York City, but we're here right now um, because it feels like the right choice for our family for lots of reasons. Um, and uh, if, if any of our New York City uh, loved ones and neighbors are watching this right now, we miss you so much. And uh, especially if you've been trying to get in touch with me, um, I love you, and I'm sorry that I haven't written back or been more communicative. It's, uh, I feel like every day is like kind of a set schedule, and we do that schedule, and we get through the day, and then uh, most of the time I'm out where there's very poor cell signal and little to no internet at all, which is at the parents' house. So if I'm there, I don't even look at my phone. Um, because what's the point? Because it's not going to probably connect anyways unless I'm standing like in a certain spot <laughs> against a certain window and then maybe, maybe it'll work. But um, You ever hear that old, um, that, that old story about a guy who, um, who accidentally, it, it was either, it was it that, that he accidentally got called by someone who was looking for Verizon or he would purposely mess with people by, by calling people up. But anyway, he, he, he was talking to somebody on the phone and they were like, it's a new phone. How do I? Oh, no, no. It, it, I think it must have been over email. Yeah. Uh, somebody who, who's like a professional prankster. Mm-hmm. And they were telling them, okay, great. Congratulations on your new Verizon phone. Uh, okay, now now we're doing this new satellite service. So you don't have to go into a store to activate your phone like normal. No. Uh, so the satellite is, is pretty high orbit. So this is what you do. You have to hold the phone high up in the air about Stop. like t- about like six to ten feet and you have to say the uh the passcode which is activate no so he says somebody somebody somewhere is holding a phone up in the air say, shouting activate <laughs> activate <laughs> that's mean 
It is, but, but, but of course it's all fake. I mean, it, it can't be real. <laughs> or, or who would believe that, right? People what, believe what, things. Yeah, I know people will believe anything. But, people but it, believe things. It, it, it made me laugh. Uh, it brought me joy to, you know, read this story of some prankster, right? Pranks in real life aren't funny, but fake pranks on the internet can sometimes make people laugh, right? Speaking of parenting and pranks, that is something that we've been dealing with in our house and our family unit is teaching our seven-year-old the difference between something that's funny and a joke and something that's a prank and mean because it's hard sometimes to figure out what that line is. So that's been interesting. Or if he makes a bad choice, sometimes he'll say, oh, well, that was a prank. And I'm like, well, is anybody laughing? Because <laughs> a prank is funny for everybody, usually, right? Except the person Maybe who's Maybe the person who's pranked. being pranked, but nobody's laughing. So nobody thought that that was funny. Mm -hmm. I, it's, I don't know, it's just interesting. Pranks, you've brought up that word, so I've been thinking a lot about That's that like word a That's like a trigger word in our, in our household because, because my brother loves pranking people, mm -hmm. and he has passed that on to the next generation, is love, love of pranks. Hi, V. Hi. Hey. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and and um, as the recipient of many pranks growing up, and then even in my 20s, uh, I hate pranks. Hate them. I dislike them, and I feel like um, a lot of pranks are mean-spirited, and the the um, the pranksters' credo when they're told that hey, that wasn't funny, they're like they're like oh no no you know you gotta laugh too you know like come on you gotta be a part of this, and then we can go prank someone together. It's always like let's let's pass on the meanness to somebody else, and that'll make you feel better. Kind of a I don't know. I, I, I'm not really into that that kind of humor because I, I, I felt like I was always the victim. And I was an only child, so I had nobody to uh, play pranks on except for my stuffed animals. So I just didn't really have an audience for that. Mm -hmm. And then and then I hosted a podcast with my brother, who for years uh, a weekly podcast where he would remind me of some of his pranks that he pulled on me as a kid and laugh laugh at me about them and I still felt really burned up about it so I was like double double dislike pranks hmm. yeah okay well anyway so I, I'm thank you for sharing that and sure. uh, and our child is now navigating the world of pranks in a family <laughs> uh, right now out here that uh, some people enjoy pranks and some people don't enjoy pranks and he reads books about kids who enjoy pranks so yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting to navigate that uh, with him and help him to understand things that are silly and funny but won't hurt anybody or cause any damage uh, and then the difference between that and then the other end of it where it's like no somebody got hurt damage was caused nobody's laughing that is actually not a prank that was just you making a really bad choice so yeah yeah when did the um diary diary of a wimpy kid series come out I don't know, but I've I've I'm not a huge proponent of that one as much. I I don't mind Captain Underpants because I, I shouldn't say I don't mind. I like Captain Underpants. I think it's fun and it's silly. Um, but I I feel like the Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Now I haven't read a ton of them. I read some of it and then I couldn't I couldn't get myself to read more of it. It just what it, I found it to be. Uh, highlighting the worst parts of school <laughs> and mm -hmm. um and we've purposefully put 
him in a school that will hopefully not have as much of that kind of stuff in it. So I, him, him reading books that continuously dwell on uh, the worst parts of humanity, I feel like just weren't, that wasn't what I want. Now, granted, uh, Captain Underpants, you know, the principal is not nice, right? He's not understanding of the boys wanting to create art and may, and be imaginative and stuff, but then they kind of turn it on its head and, and make some really amazing imaginative stuff happen. And, and it's very silly and it's a lot of potty humor, which they're not allowed to use in real life, but it's okay in pretend life, so. I, I feel like the difference between the two is like, one is like life is suffering yes. and this is brutal and and he, and he always the 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 main character always manages to survive and turn the tables towards the end and the other one is this surreal crazy landscape where you know that everything is super silly yep. and nothing really matters and it's like looney tunes where if somebody gets hurt like like they're going to be fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah, and, and like Diary of a Wimpy, Wimpy Kid, it's like every book is like starts in abject misery, which I guess you know. To be fair, a lot of fiction is like that. You have to have your, your you start in this low point. Like mm-hmm. Harry Potter starts like every book ends where he's like the king of the world, and then next book he's like right back down to being under the stairs again. You know, um, and maybe that's a trope. I don't know. I love Harry Potter, but though. but there's there's definitely a prank, I want to say prank book. I am I, my kids and I will be reading Harry Potter together. It is a parenting dream of mine. <laughs> no one can take that from me. Like yeah, not even J.K. herself. Nope, nope. It's happening, J.K. Sorry, I know you wanted to read the, the kids personally yourself, but I will be doing. That. Oh no! I mean, what uh, do you mean? No, what do you say? No, I mean, a lot of people have have like have said. I, I'm I'm removing the author from the from oh, the art. No, no, I don't feel I'm that way at all. She's and... brilliant, brilliant person, and okay. I mean, she created something that resonated so deeply with so many people, including myself. Yeah. So, um, and I like the way that people I think feel about Star Wars is a little bit of the way I feel about Harry Potter, and I cannot wait to read these books. And I know a lot of kids, Leaf's age, our seven-year-old. Um, have I've started them on the books, but I'm waiting until Finn is in first grade or second grade so that we can read them all together and enjoy them all together as a family. That's my hope is to enjoy the books together. So right, I'm so excited. So number two, number two's got to get on the reading. He's 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 a uh, he's on the slow train to he's, to he's on he's on the train at the right speed though. Yeah, yeah. He's um, just starting kindergarten. I know. Like. You know, the fact that he knows all of his letter sounds and can do some blends and things is huge, huge. So I think he's doing great. And I mean, um, t- today's, but today, today's kindergarten isn't like, I, I know there's like, you know, there's, there's, you know, every kid has their own path and everyone's on their own speed. Mm-hmm. But I feel like kindergarten today is like, oh man, if you don't know how to read coming in, well, we will, we will like crank that out quick because we got to move on to the next thing and move on to the next thing like you'll be multiplying by the end of kindergarten that's no okay that, know, but that's like not the school stuff. that our kids go to i know yeah so but, but i'm saying in in general because even if our, your kid goes to a special school they still have to get to up to speed uh with everyone else that's at a certain point because they all take the same kind of test at the end of you know 12 years of schooling 
yeah, that's how it used to be. But now the ACTs and the SATs are kind of out the window too. So, I mean, I... The, no, I mean a, for a diploma. Oh, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, like, I don't know what you're saying, but it's... Our kids go to a different type of school, though, so that they yes. don't have to have those kinds of challenges so early on. Right, but at some point they have to balance out. Like, they have to learn all this stuff yeah. because you have to take the Regents exam in order to get... Um, but Regents might not exist anymore. Okay. Like, all this stuff might not even exist by the time they're in high school. Uh-huh. Like, they're re-examining the entire educational model, which is great. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Uh, I'm sure people didn't want to be doing that in the midst of a pandemic, but it's it's interesting that that is, like, no kids took the Regents exams this year. I, I don't think. I'm not sure. I don't have a kid in high school, so I didn't pay that much attention to it. But some there was definitely news items about that. New York State, we have these... Um, exams that you have to take every state's different Our, ours are supposedly one of the toughest r rigorous uh testing models in terms of like the level of difficulty that you have to pass in order to get it well let me tell you though you can play the system because you can fail be failing in the class and pass the regents exam and then pass the class and get to go on or you could be getting a plus in the class fail the regents and fail the class. So you have to pass the regents no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I definitely took advantage of that the other way, which was failing the class, not caring about the class, and then getting a great grade on the regents. I don't recommend that for anybody, but I, um, <laughs> I definitely, I wasn't a good student. I was for a while, and then you know, around sixth, seventh grade, things started to so well i mean you know i think a lot of attitudes have changed a lot of people feel like um well that the, there's the whole joke or meme about like back in the day we blame the students now we blame the teachers right or we blame the system um, <coughs> but i think it's good that we're all looking at with at our system with a critical eye um, especially because we know more and more and more about kids and how they develop and you know, our systems of handling kids are just getting better and better and better as our understanding increases. Mm -hmm. I will tell you one thing that I'm concerned about, being a parent, <coughs> after I cough. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. The tea went down the wrong, oh, no. the wrong pipe. <clears throat> oh, just another relatable moment on the Puppet Parent Podcast. Um, so the thing that I am having some feelings about right now, you know, because every time... <clears throat> we meet we always talk about like well what's on your mind right now as a parent so right now what's on my mind is that my kids aren't going to miss possibly an entire year of classes of the types of things that they really enjoy so um my one son loves gymnastics like he loved it so much he was doing gymnastics twice a week he's five years old and um <clears throat> he turned five during the pandemic uh and he, he just loves gymnastics and i don't feel like I can safely put him in a gymnastics class right now and, and be okay in, on, with me. I don't think I would be okay um, because I would be so freaked out the whole time. And then also, you know, uh, both of them, our seven and five-year-old, were taking ice skating lessons. They loved ice skating. I don't feel like I can do that. And um, <laughs> Hopefully when we get back to it, <clears throat> our younger son will be a bit more mature because they're I feel like the last few classes they went to, he was definitely like the problem child who was just like not listening, 
and messing with people and distracting everyone right. and trying to like get get some of the kids to come over in the corner and play with him or finding the one hockey puck oh, no. in the in the rink that they could play with you know and just like not listening oh, but it was man. what we did on Wednesdays you know so yeah. you can't break the routine but it was like I didn't realize that because yeah. I wasn't there on Wednesdays with them at yeah, those classes. It started, I mean, it, not not every time was bad like that, <clears throat> but it was like he started to have a serious, you know, attention problem. Okay. Probably because he was just tired. Yeah, it's the end of the day yeah. too. But <clears throat> that was our Wednesdays, and then um, my seven-year-old was taking piano lessons and had been doing really well with that and really mm-hmm. enjoying it. And while we could have continued virtually with the piano lessons. Everything just felt like um, so much all the time uh, with between the school and us working and being in the tiny apartment. And then being out here, we don't have access at the house to the internet. And also, we didn't have a keyboard, a working keyboard. So it just felt like we'll just wait on the piano lessons. But now as things are starting up again, one of the kids' cousins signed up for dance classes here locally. And I just had to go, oh, no, dance classes, you know, because Finn, the five-year-old who takes gymnastics, also really loves dance. And he was saying, I would love to take dance. Kelsey's taking dance. And it's like, ah, sorry, man. I just can't. We're we're being super cautious. Yeah, we're being super cautious. Also, we live with the grandparents, right? So it's it's I think it's different if you're live if you're not living with um, people who are uh, of 60 or older, maybe it feels easier to make some of those uh, choices that put you in a slightly higher risk, even though the risk is low because the data says the risk is low here in New York State. I still, like last night, we had friends who uh, are dear friends of mine from my undergraduate school, and they all congregated like about three miles away at um, a friend's house outdoors, but then it started to rain, and I thought, I'm not not gonna go, because if it's raining, that means that either they're all inside in a house, or they're under some kind of like small enclosure, and that does, you know, I can't do that. I can't do that. Hanging out with one friend in a driveway at night when nobody else is around uh-huh. and we're far apart from each other, that's okay. But I still wear a mask the whole time. I'm surprised that they didn't, um, that it wasn't virtual. Because, I mean, on, on Friday, I helped our friend Lindsay celebrate mm-hmm. her birthday. And it was like, there, we had like 30 people. And they're from all, all over the country. And that's like a tremendous strength, you know. It's just yeah. like, I'm just going to log in. <laughs> from home i got everything i need there's no danger there's no risk especially to to lindsay because she she has als you know yeah uh you know and is and is vulnerable um and it was wonderful and everyone had like stuff to share and with the power of uh i ran tech so i was like spotlighting and people were sending me videos to share and stuff like that and so it was just like you know it was nice and i've hung out with with friends like virtually too it's like every every week or every month or so you know check in with people but you know i wouldn't hang out with them for real for real right now because because why why would you you know it's like well i had seen Ange that uh once and i'll probably do that again but again it's at night neither of us have our kids around um we're sitting in her driveway it's a beautiful evening Mm -hmm. and we're still wearing masks yeah um which you know 
I, I was the one to say it would make me feel more comfortable if we both wore masks because yeah. she didn't have one on when I arrived. Oh. And I, I said, you know, I just feel like that would make me feel better. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not agoraphobic, um, but I think that the situation has led me to a place of really um, thinking twice about um, going into, uh, into places or being in any kind of situation with a large crowd. I, we, we test it every Wednesday by going to the auction, uh, which is an outdoor event. <laughs> there are a that's lot like of people. Our, that's our one it's our that's one like outing. Our one thing, yeah. It's our one outing every Wednesday, but it's outside, and we're both wearing masks, and we don't get close to anybody. So yeah, we we stay as far away from. I mean, that, that that's like the one thing that mm -hmm. like, uh, if if somebody were to be like, you guys are hypocrites, that would be the one thing that like, we stay away from people as much as possible, except for this, except for Wednesdays. But we're like in and out of there. I don't know. I feel like I could justify that in my in my brain, but but I, I feel like it's more like um, and Jenny Jenny Rogers says better mm -hmm. safe than sorry. I yes. agree. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's the, um, the like the like like when when you're driving or when you're parking your car, right? There's like certain things that would just make it easier to do. You know, say look up a couple time savers, right? And you're not going to get in trouble. You know, while you're thinking about doing it, right? But it's just like if you get these behaviors ingrained, these bad behaviors ingrained, it's the one time that you're not thinking about it, that you've got some other stressor on your on your mind or in your brain that's causing you to not think twice or not look twice or something that you're gonna wreck your car or something. So it's like it's like that where if we're vigilant all the time, to me it's easier than than messing up sometime, you know, because we weren't and feeling like uh, like I failed it, it's it's much easier just to be safer all the time and be like yeah this is this is our game plan mm -hmm. yeah 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 so grandpa grandpa by the way so switching gears okay I've been I've been um project of the of the past week has been to clear out the old dog pen next to we have like uh, this pig pen that we all we all cl climbed in there and pitched and cleaning out at the beginning of the summer. That's where I put my garden. It was very exciting. Mm -hmm. How many, probably like 100 cucumbers came out of there. <laughs> it's crazy. It, 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 you it have intense. a good cucumber dish uh, sent it my way. <laughs> I, I ate an entire cucumber for lunch today. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, because there's so <laughs> we have many. We do it every day. <laughs> Cucumbers for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, you know, like I, I made a little burrito with like some bologna. And mayo and some of the tomatoes from the garden yeah. too, and the whole cucumber diced onions, you know, cheese. I had a cucumber tomato salad with feta cheese, balsamic vinegar, and olive oil. You just gotta dress up that cuke a little bit, you know, <laughs> and you gotta eat it because there's so many. I can't believe it. If you, I seriously, if you've never had a garden before and you're looking at like what should I plant, like raised beds. That's that's you need good soil and a raised bed but then cucumbers man you trellis that and then they just go crazy we had so many it was it was really remarkable yeah so yeah what were you saying so we switched gears we, we had cleaned that out and it's it's maybe like 15 by 6 you know that that pen it's mm -hmm. pretty small so there's that pen adjoins to a shed which is like just a bunch of stuff in that shed and then on the other side of the shed is really big uh, other pen and the fences are double high 
it was a dog pen once upon a time and then it, it got expanded with like twice as much room and it's been sitting there empty with trees growing in it and all kind like giant like virus uh berry mm. bushes uh like virus not, not, berry bushes like what? you would get sick if you ate these berries oh okay poison poison berry bushes thank you poison yeah <laughs> yeah what if it was like snow white and the wicked queen was like i'll get her sick with the virus ah, with would you bushes. like this apple <laughs> Ew. yeah you wouldn't take apples from a strange old lady nowadays you shouldn't yeah what's Here's halloween quick, gonna quick look PSA. like psa yeah, well, everyone's talking about that right now, actually. Oh, who? I haven't heard any talk about it. The internet it. is like, Halloween is not canceled. Don't you dare say it's canceled. Well, you can still dress up, but I don't think you can go trick-or-treating. Well, well, here's the thing. is like, you, were, you would wear a mask anyway, right? You would bundle up. You probably, out in western New York, you're, it's probably going to be super cold. So you're probably wearing gloves. You let the candy sit for a week before you eat it. Yeah, and a lot of people are saying that, you, that the virus doesn't transmit on surfaces. Um, so I think people are still going to do it. Are we going to do it? No, we're going to celebrate in a different we'll way. Have, we'll have fun, yeah. unique Halloween celebration. <laughs> I don't know what that'll be. Just like, I don't know what the future will be. But Is it going to be like... So you cleaned out the dog pen. So now what? <laughs> now what? I don't want to think about Halloween. It makes me sad. No, well, well, well I just want to like tell everybody how, how big of a job it is. It is, it is tremendous. It's like... 30 by 50 it's a huge space uh and i was just i didn't i was thinking today why did i do that i didn't ha i didn't have a good reason at all but i just would look looked at it one day and i was like all this is going to take is some time and effort and motivation and i got that and so i like i had to cut open the door because the door was sealed shut with all these bungee cord straps <laughs> and chains, anything we could use to seal it. And all around the bottom of the, of the pen are like metal stakes through the bottom of the, cause it's chain wire fencing, uh, you know, stakes through the bottom, cement blocks just smashed in there because uh, there was a Malamute and an Akita and they sat in there all day long, not doing anything, bored out of their minds. All they wanted to do was escape. If you have dogs and you have them outside in a pen, Shame on you, because what a terrible, boring lifestyle. And of course they're going to act out. These dogs needed to run. Um, so what happened was as soon as you opened the door, they would run. <laughs> and then you'd have to go chase them. That was my life in uh, high school. It's caring for these big, huge dogs that were as heavy as me, probably heavier. Anyway, anyway, so um, just went in there with... Um, but it was good exercise. So I went in there with uh, like the old school shaker, weed whacker. I don't know if the shakers invented it, probably. It, it, um, it's, it's, it's like it's a, a scythe. It's a pole with a blade on the end. It's similar to a scythe, like yeah. a, a weed but it, whacker. But, but it's like a straight pole, and mm -hmm. there's like there's this kind of like diagonal kind of metal kind of sticking at the end. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of swing your hands Brush like a cutter. pendulum. I don't know what kind you call of, it. Kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Jenny Rogers knows what I'm saying. Yeah, she's up there. Yeah, she cleaned out brush under the pine trees last week to get rid of the poison nightshade, but then she got poison oak. Aww. Sorry, Jenny. We, we do have some poison sumac. Fells on. naphtha, oatmeal baths. Hope it clears up soon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, no poison, but prickers, lots of thorns. Yes. Yeah, and so... You, you did get cut a couple the, times on your legs. Once the... Well, yeah, well, it was just like... 
<laughs> so if if you take out a small tree or a thick um, vine or something stick jutting out of the ground, it's there and it's like a little knife, you know, because even though you whacked it, you didn't whack it imme- like it all the way down to the ground. Right. So it had to go through there with, um, what do you call this this tool? Hedge trimmers. Hedge trimmers. Yeah, manual hedge trimmers. Chopping them, but there's thousands and thousands. So I would just just left them to die and wither and just did my business. Yeah, I got cut up all of my legs, but whatever. Threw the prickers over the fence. One of the fences is like what it used to be behind there. So there's all these thorns going like, hey, Yeah, trying that's to still happening in. on my pen too. Oh, like no. once a month I have to go through and tell the thorns to stay on their side. <laughs> yeah, so I did plenty of any any wood, any of the big logs, we toss right over the fence onto the thorns. Mm. We're like, take that thorns, yeah. Uh, so, it's been like three days, and our littlest one was a super big helper. Yeah, yeah, he helped he out likes tremendously. To help a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was out there for me within the sun for like two hours. Yeah, yeah, like two and two days straight. Yeah, he was great, and we were like carrying wood from there all the way down to the fire pit, which is a good mm-hmm. distance away and back. And he loved uh, searching for bones because the dogs had buried. Um, you give. Uh, so there's like cow parts around here <laughs> in the country that sometimes you can buy some cow parts and give them to your dogs to chew on like, but these weren't cow hooves. Usually you get cow hooves or horse hooves. These were like hips, mm-hmm. leg bones that just got sawed up and put in a barrel down at the feed place and you buy them by the pound, I think. Yep. And so you just toss them in there and the dogs love just chewing on them because they got nothing else to do. So he loved, he was on an expedition. He likes looking for fossils down at the creek. <laughs> sometimes we find them. And he loved looking for bones. So the whole time, sometimes I was like, hey, can you can you move these, take these dead berry bushes out of here? And he's like, no, daddy, I'm looking for bones. Looking for bones. Maybe he'll be an archaeologist or a paleontologist or something. I don't know. It was definitely video gamey. <laughs> where every, like, I was like, how does he keep finding bones? Like by the end, <laughs> it was enough for like an entire like army of cow legs oh that's so fun it was really fun it was cool and to have him be like super excited like daddy find another bone yeah wow how'd you find (laughs) like what i don't even see it and sometimes they were like buried under the cinder blocks Mm -hmm. um so after a couple days of watching me work out there and telling my telling my dad oh it's good exercise really good exercise swing an axe around you know my hands are hurt today because of just because just like, you know, trying my best to chop down this tree with an axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would have taken a couple of days. Finally, my dad was on board too. And he's like, yeah. And then it became like a father-son thing where he's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. do you want me to get out the chainsaw? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> and so like with him with his, uh, I think he, st- he still hasn't changed the blade on that chainsaw from years ago when we cut down the tree out in the woods. I think because it's still dull as hell. I was watching him with the chainsaw, and as it's going, rrm, 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 the uh, I can see the blade going off of the chainsaw oh proper, like one, oh. like like there's like an inch at least of air in between the blade, oh my goodness, and the chainsaw thingy that's making it <laughs> supposed to be holding on to it, and it's dull, and he's and he's up in a ladder, twenty feet up, oh my trying God. to knock down the street. Yeah, don't tell grandma that this oh my happened. God. <laughs> Oh and I'm just at the bottom saying, like, there's nothing I can do. Well, I'll, you know, if he falls or anything bad happens, I guess I'll help. 
<laughs> so I was definitely looking up the ladder at my dad with his terrible chainsaw with the blade whipping around me, like, feeling like, uh, okay, so if he falls, uh, which part of him do I cushion or do I just get out of the way? Because there's a chainsaw and, and an active and, and a chain, chainsaw. And a chainsaw, oh yeah. So we joked about that once, once that was done. Oh. <laughs> Jenny wants to know how old our kids are. Our kids are five, year old, uh, five years old and seven years old. And uh, they're two boys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. one, one is like the golden child where this there's like um, where he loves helping and he loves giving things to people and he's this Yeah, but he makes mistakes too. He's not, he's not perfect. No, I mean, absolutely. He's not a golden child. They will watch this someday, Chad. They Let me might. tell you, if you're watching this from the future, you were awesome. <laughs> Stop. No, it's what? Whatever. No, no, it's all right. So, so. Can he sit down and hyper-focus or make art or uh, tell you an obscure Pokemon encyclopedia entry? No, he cannot. That's the strength of our older son. He can, though. He sat and did a puzzle with me today. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, we all have strength, our different stre- strengths, strengths and weaknesses. But I wouldn't call either of them the golden child. In that way, no, no, no. So, so in the movie, The Golden Child is what I'm referencing. Okay. Is a reference. In the movie, The Golden Child, there's this monk, this this monk kid who is like completely selfless, where like the evil people are trying to, you know, like to to kidnap. That's why I say Golden Child. Okay. Yeah. Who's like teaching the adults how to be selfless, how to be better people, and sometimes sometimes it feels like, wow, he is helping me out here in the hot sun for two hours. For no promise other than maybe maybe a treat afterwards, you know, and I was like, that is that's awesome, uh-huh. you know. He's he. They're both amazing. They're both amazing kids in their own way. She is politicking for the future for when our kids watch this. I, Let me tell you, spoiler alert: they're not gonna watch this. There's no they way. They might. They might. And the internet's forever. <laughs> and I just want to be clear that both I, we love both of you so much. And um, you're both working on stuff. He's, they're both working on things. And actually, I want to put in a plug for the older child. Let's, who, let, let's, let's talk up the older kid because they both have amazing, they're both amazing. He's been doing great. He has things that he's been working on and he's, he's been doing really, really well with them to the point where I think in a couple of weeks we're going to switch what he's working on yeah. because he's not working on that anymore. He got it. And so that's huge for this kid because uh, usually we are inconsistent as a family about working on something and then making sure it's really solid before we let it go. And so this being out here and having the routine of being out here and the support of his parents has really allowed for us to be consistent with um, how long we're continuing to have things go on that it's not just two weeks it's like a month month and a half maybe even two months that we're making sure that something is really in there well i i would i would say just because you praise somebody just because you talk somebody up doesn't automatically mean that that praise means that somebody else is lesser jenny i see you by the way <laughs> you and me yeah mm-hmm. yeah you, you think you think like when you're like 80 like child number two is gonna be like, I listen to the podcast, Grandma. <laughs> no, take me to the nice nursing home. No, you're going to the terrible one. No. <laughs> I want no. I don't want to be in any nursing home. There's no internet access to this. No. I please. want to be in the. I need Facebook. The grandma apartment that's attached <laughs> to your beautiful house. Uh-huh. That's what I want to be in. <laughs> the in-law apartment. 
Uh, it's not what they're called. They're, people actually build in like little apartments into their homes now for their elderly. Right. Well, I, I thought it would be the opposite, that they build little apartments onto their homes for their kids because who can afford to buy a house? Not us millennials. Well, maybe that's how those homes will then shift and be used as, you know, later that's in, how, that's later on. That's how it's going to be. It's going to be this great culture shift where where suddenly we are a culture that lives with our, our grandparents. We I'll didn't used it. to be, but we are now because that's the only way you're going to own a house unless you want to be a slave to debt your entire life. Um, that, uh, Jenny, that sounds very nice. Um, we'll, we can said. we can correspond with you after. That sounds lovely. Aww. You don't have to, but I'm sure that they would love that. And um, I, um, I, I think that living with your parents has actually been amazing. Yeah. And I've learned so much. I know I've grown as a person just being out here. And it's um, I'm excited and also uh, uh, sad about the idea of them getting internet at the house because there is something really great about not having that option at the house because it forces me to do things I probably wouldn't have made time for. Like I've been doing a lot of puzzles because I am a walking cliche. And I, everybody what's, what's is... What's cliche about that? Because everybody's doing puzzles right now. Like puzzles oh. have been selling out like crazy. Like you can't <laughs> find them. Like that's why when we go to the auction now, all the auction people have puzzles for sale. You know, because... you know what? It, at Walmart, when I got when I mm-hmm. got you the puzzle because I love you, yes, um, uh, it was one of the only puzzles in the thousand piece category left on the shelf. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, everybody's buying puzzles, and like the puzzle manufacturers cannot keep up with the demand for puzzles. That's so that's amazing. why I've been buying these used puzzles because I don't care if a piece or two is missing. Although we've lucked out so far, the two puzzles I put together. Uh, they're like 500 and 550 piece puzzles. Yeah. No pieces have been missing. But I've been trying to do this new technique, <laughs> like you guys care, but of, I care. Um, of not looking at the picture. Because oh, yeah. I used to be like, you look at the picture, you piece it out. And then I was like, you know what? I want the puzzle to tell me <laughs> what it wants to be. Because I've been talking so much. I've been teaching these puppetry courses to this one um, local uh 20-ish girl 20-somethings girl this performing artist performing artist i'm sorry i'm not using the right words here but um she's really interested in puppets and puppetry so i've been teaching her like twice a week 45 minute courses and it's been so great to talk like in depth about puppetry with somebody who really wants to learn about the art and the craft and like think about it philosophize about it like how often do i get to philosophize and wax poetic about puppetry to people who want to listen and learn about that not often. Usually it's me saying, no, 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 seriously, puppetry's awesome. And here I will convince you of that. And she's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. Tell me more. So that being said, then I go home and I look at this puzzle after I just talked for 45 minutes about material and how material influences character and how you should be listening to the material. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to the puzzle. The puzzle will tell me where it wants to go. So. <laughs> Yeah, but there's, there, the pieces all have to go in one place eventually. You know? I know, I know. But you know what's amazing is like, for instance, I thought this one area of like cattails was going to be over on this side, on the left. Oh. But then it turns out, no, I had the whole thing upside down and it was on the right. Oh, oh my God. I know. I said to your mom, exciting things are happening over here. <laughs> She's like putting away dishes Ooh. in the kitchen. Oh, I'm like, wow. do you want to come and do some puzzle with me? She's like, um, no. <laughs> what? It's like, no, I'm doing rocket science over here, knitting. 
yeah <laughs> yeah she no, really exciting, loves to knit exciting things she's like that's that's what my house. knitting's for i don't need the puzzles i'm like it's cool man yeah. i i'm so excited to be in a place where i can do a puzzle because in our apartment there's no room for a puzzle to be out for more than you know an evening yeah. so that's that's what's really fun and also i've been organizing your parents house slowly but surely which has also been so oh i've been noticing <laughs> all of a sudden i walked into a room and i was like wait a second this is clean oh, the office yes <laughs> Because because I came in there and, and I saw you pruning the uh, the tree. It's slow. It's <laughs> the, a slow progression. Yeah, it's like it looked like a tree before. Then when you took off all the dead leaves, it's like oh, this is dying. Oh, I didn't take this off is, all the dead uh, leaves. I only removed the leaves that were on dead. the floor and on the windowsill. I think but... every, everyone has that that one plant in their house. They're like oh, but I I got it from you know such and such a place. And it's just rotting. No, it's not mine to, to do that, and too. I, I only took off, off the leaves that were on the floor, but then I also made more room on the floor by putting things away. I watched you away. pick it like an afro and like get all the leaves I that, you know, you sh maybe it was just lies, shaking a little bit. Lies. I didn't. I can I was... see the outside from the window now before I could not. So <laughs> it's, it looks like way less of a tree now. I will say that there are drawers that would not. Uh, easily open and close before that now open and close and I know where things are so wow. and they don't live in a messy house they don't um but you know like they, it's their house and and I always ask permission first it's not like I'm like poking around somebody's stuff yeah I, I always say I hope it's okay that I'm organizing your junk drawer and they're like yeah it's fine yeah go for it <laughs> I, I did not ask permission to clean out the dog pen I just that is did it because I knew it's your parents well, but but it was also like, you know, I wouldn't do it if I knew it would make them upset or anything. But I just like, do they care about this? No. Are, are they going to think it's cool when it's done? Yeah, probably. Maybe. But let's do it. Why not? Maybe. It'll be less to do later, you know, yeah. if, we, if we're here next summer. Well, so. who knows, man? I mean, the, the, the way things are going, it feels like at least the spring. I don't know. You know? I don't know. So it's hard to say. Who knows? Um, but but, but things, thing, things are pretty good. I mean, um, I feel like... I feel like we've finally gotten our kids into this phase, especially our older kid, into the into a phase where you feel like, wait a second, everything's great. Wait, wow, is this what real life could be? Wow, things are great. Wow, amazing. You know, but it's just another phase. Well, it's, a, it's like the end of one phase, and you got to recognize that another phase is coming and that things are going to get hard again or, or different or changed or challenging or something. We... He and I worked very hard on getting to what you're calling great right now. Yeah. I mean, that was a huge amount of work on both of our parts. I'm not asking for a slow clap. I'm asking okay. for, I'm just saying that I don't, I, I don't think it's a phase. I think it's a, it's a um, result of hard work and effort on both of our parts. Is, isn't that always the way in phases? No, a phase is something that just kind of like comes upon you and happens and then will eventually leave. And mm. I don't intend for any of the progress that we made to leave, which is a, one of the big reasons why we're staying, because um, I feel like my older son especially needs stability and consistency. And um, that was not happening for us as much when we were back in the city because we didn't have the support system that we needed. And I know that so many people are experiencing that, have experienced that, that the kids are home 24 seven, you're trying to do your day job. How are you able to, you know, also we didn't have the um, amount of technology at uh, our, like we're lucky that we have um, an extra iPad 
that neither Chad or I were using, but we just had one iPad that we weren't using. You know, we are now talking about like, oh, do we need to get a second one for the beginning of the school year so that they both can have access to it at the same time? I mean, we're lucky or privileged enough to be able to have that kind of conversation and then decide whether or not we're going to buy that. But, you know, in the apartment, you know, shared technology was an issue. Um, Like trying to limit the screen time was an issue because the screen time allowed for us to do our jobs. But then also at the same time, it was not the most positive choice for them. The most positive choice for them was spending time with us. And and that's really what I wanted to be doing was spending time with them, you know, and, and helping them with their schoolwork, helping them with their social emotional learning, like playing board games with them every single day so that they could get better at turn taking, being a better loser. Like today, just today, we're working on like a math board game that's like really not like challenging at all mm-hmm. for our older child. But then for our younger child, who's five, he... Um, had to think about the answers and stuff. So I was like, well, I know this game is supposed to be from our older child, but younger one can play too. It became very apparent uh, within the first round because uh, the younger one got a very lucky roll that he was going to win. And so even though we had already established the rules that if you got a, uh, if you rolled a three and then got to this one intersection, you could pick which way you go. The older child was saying, no, 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 I take it back. Oh, no. We can't play Maxies. that way now. Ooh. And I said, now that's not fair because if you had rolled that, you would be saying, ha ha, I'm going to win. I'm so excited. So now that somebody else is going to win, you can't, you can't do that. We can change the rules for the next time we play. But right now, this is what we said we would do. And so at first he wasn't going to play anymore, but then he decided, no, you know what? I'm going to keep playing. And he did. And so then it was, who's going to get second, me or him? Mm-hmm. Well, it ended up being that I got a lucky roll at the very end, and I ended up getting second, and he ended up get, getting third. But positive thing is that he did not stomp away. He did not throw anything. He he didn't say he hated that game and never wanted to play again. I mean, this mm-hmm. is all. These are all things that might have happened within uh, within the last four or five months. Yeah. And none of that happened. Oh, so good. huge, huge. And so this kind of. Um, uh, board game uh, which could then get graduated into like a more competitive board game that is such a big deal for us because it's really working it's not about the game it's about him regulating his emotions while he's playing it and then being able to I said at some point you're going to be able to play a game like this and feel happy for the person who won instead of just feeling bad about yourself you can also feel happy for the person who won. You can. That's, and he uh, was like... That's, that's hard for adults. He's like, no way. <laughs> and I said, it's possible. Yeah. I said, it doesn't have to happen today or tomorrow or anytime soon, but it's possible. You can feel both at the same time. And he was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Give me the dice. <laughs> this is a kid who likes to win. Yes. And it's very important to him. For him. And he said, I hate losing. And I said, yep, that makes sense. I get it. Nobody likes to lose. But you know what? The only way that you will ever get to win is if you sometimes lose. That's the only way. Because then you learn things. And with a game like this, it's chance. There, there's nothing that you could be doing better. You can't roll the dice better or worse. It's chance. There are other games that you can play that has more strategy. 
we know? call it, we, we call it skill skill based and, and luck based. If you guys have any recommendations for games that we should be playing at home, let us know. Um, I've been uh, building up our gaming collection of board games. We have some nice ones that I'm really happy about. But if you have any recommendations, I would love to hear that. I've been thinking about getting Don't Break the Ice because I think that's a really fun one. <laughs> you hate all my board game suggestions, so. <laughs> the, there's no hatred. <laughs> the look. Not is, at all. Ugh. No, no, no. My, my uh, the family that we got dropped off at a lot, the Lavelles, had that game. Uh huh. And and I don't have any positive memories of that board game. Do you? Yes, because it was one of the few board games I could play alone. Oh. <laughs> well, you you can play it by yourself because only child. Um, and, uh, I, yeah, I thought it was fun to, like, see how, how long you could keep the little man on the ice before it all fell over. This is why, I mean, we were talking about this, like, cooperative versus competitive, and I just dislike, uh, I dislike competition. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's no reason, there's no reason for it, especially with kids' games, unless there's some kind of, like, learning moment where you teach them. See, kids, competition is terrible, uh, because if we all learn, you know, to cooperate instead of compete i think the world especially even the art world would be a better place oh we got some good suggestions from uh, jenny yeah yay barrel monkeys. monkeys what's pirate pool i don't, I don't know, know. we'll find out yeah yeah i like games that we can all play together like because now finn is being able to to play games once he's able to read that'll be a game changer haha <laughs> see what i did there um <laughs> mom joke anyway <laughs> um but life's pretty good. We haven't talked much about puppets. Uh, yesterday we premiered Mystery Max um, goes, to goes to the, the eye, eye doctor. doctor. Yep. So make sure you check A that video one that out. No one will watch. Why are you talking about? No, no. There's just nothing exciting about about um, going to the eye doctor. Unless you're a kid who wears glasses. Hello. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying that like. Uh, the idea of watching a video about going to an eye doctor feels to me like more more like a less of like exciting action adventure anything could happen and more of like like an educational thing of just like oh okay let's let's talk to an actual doctor about like what's going to happen well what's i mean the same thing about going to the barber and that was our very first one so i think you know all these jobs are important jobs Mm -hmm. and um you know she uh, the doctor, um, Shannon. Dr. Shannon even said that when she was younger, she always knew that she wanted to help people. She knew she wanted to be a doctor, but she wasn't sure what. And then um, she was encouraged to go into ophthalmology. So mm-hmm. I think that that's so amazing. And as somebody who wears glasses, has had operations on their eyes and, um, you know, has some eye stuff, uh, I really appreciate eye doctors in a huge way. You know, and maybe you feel that way about dentists, right? Like yeah. people who can be helpers and, and help us out. Um, well, my mom says good video. She worked at um, a place that works on lenses for a lot of her life. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. she wears contacts as well. No, I think I think as part of the series, it's fascinating to go into different places. Mm-hmm. And it's very Mr. Rogers-y where we're meeting different people mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking the video. I helped make the video. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as soon as soon as the, um, when I was uploading it, I had those feelings of, like, like, will people watch this or will kids want to watch this? Like, who will want to watch this? Because there's nothing, like I said, there's, there's nothing adventurous 
about going to the to the eye doctor. It's not like the post office where you're like, what's back there? You know, and there's machines that sort mail or, you know, like finding mm-hmm. robots on the dairy farm was like, what? You know, it was like, you know, blew our minds and stuff. This was this was more like um, very matter of fact mm-hmm. and very much like um, like if you've ever been to the eye doctor or although, you know, maybe kids haven't. Maybe kids who maybe kids, some kids haven't gone to the eye doctor. I yeah. don't think ours are. Um, well, they get tested at their pediatrician and then if it looks like there's something amiss then they would get a uh, referral to go to see the eye doctor Mm -hmm. um but you know we have a family uh who we're friends with uh, and all three of their kids are um have glasses Mm -hmm. and um you know i think that uh if you have a child who um has uh less than 20 20 vision going to the eye doctor becomes just part of your routine. Or if you have some kind of eye disease in your family, going to the eye doctor is routine. Like I know for myself, I have to go now yearly um, at least to um, get not just my eyes looked at like for glasses and stuff, make sure I'm wearing the right prescription still, but also for glaucoma because that runs in my family. And now that I'm getting older, um, you have to... <laughs> now that you're 40, I know. that's not old. It's not, but that's when you have to really start paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's the best description ever for this age because a lot of our friends for the last five years have been complaining, I'm getting old. But a better description is... I have to pay attention to my health now. Yes, yes. Aww. Yes, you do. <laughs> and it's important. And um, I and I, I find that um, I have to walk the walk a little bit more because of our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, our kids have to go to see the doctor and get a physical. That means I need to go to see the doctor and get a physical. Yeah. Our kids have to brush their teeth every single day and floss. I also need to make sure that I'm doing that, too. Yes. So, have you been using the... Uh, special pink rapunzel uh toothbrush that our son picked out for you every other day yay i don't believe that it's cleaning my teeth any better than the other toothbrush only because it's meant for little kids mouths and i do have a tiny head though yes but but i feel like i need a more intense scrub than what that uh toothbrush i'm weary i'm weary of Um, uh of too much well you have soft enamel so i don't i don't think i don't have that problem if anything i get you know, I want, I want to get in there. Yeah. But I'm, I'm yearning for a cleaning. I, it, I missed my cleaning. <laughs> I keep getting texts from our um, dentist saying, uh, "Hey, you missed your cleaning. Time to, uh, mm-hmm. time to come in." Yeah, you're gonna and pay for it later if you don't. I know, but uh, maybe I'll pay for a cleaning out here. I'm not sure. Maybe cheaper out here. Probably. I'm not sure about that either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. so what else is happening in puppetry? What are you working on a new it's video? Just, What's going to get released next week? Um, so, uh, it's Tom Irish next week. Tom Irish, the I local had, artist. I had to think of a, of a title card for, for, a, for that video because we mm-hmm. went, we went out to Tom Irish mm-hmm. is, um, you know, when I was growing up was his heyday, the late eighties to early nineties. Where Tom Irish um, figured out his niche and went all in for it, like he says in the video, mm-hmm. where you would see his paintings of our town, around town, uh, like he 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 was telling us he has this one painting the the, the Getner's Market that we featured in another Mr. Max video, and he'd seen that that painting all over the country. He's seen it randomly at a motel up in Maine, 
you know, and it continues to sell to this day. And it ends now that he is, he says he's retired, but I think he just needs, you know, you never really retire uh, as an artist, I think, um, especially because he can still do it and he's still working on a piece. He just yeah. needs the, the gumption uh, to, to work again. Um, and I hope I hope that us going there and Max asking him these very serious questions and him delivering very you know intense answers he's about art. Very arts, sincere. Uh, I hope he's that very sincere. I hope that that maybe and getting him to talk about the painting that he was supposed to be finishing uh, helps him to you know restart and and keep going because you know he's had a long career and I'm mm -hmm. sure he has a lot of paintings left in him. I mean, all the paintings up here, I went to shoot some B-roll at, there's a gallery space of his in town, and you could just walk right in, it's free, it's open. And all the paintings I noticed were all from 2014, and there's gotta be like 20. So the man can be an art machine when he, um, you know, when, when, when the stars are aligned. Yeah. So I hope that he finishes that painting that we saw, that you will see next week in the video. And that he keeps going. It was kind of tough um, when we were we, we were warned by several people um, going out there. They're like, "Okay, everybody in town knows that Tom is eccentric." Okay, and <laughs> we're it, also eccentric. Well, though, so. <laughs> but, but it was like we went up there and I was like, "This is just a normal guy. What are you talking about eccentric? He hasn't said anything offensive. He's just a regular guy. What do you? What's ex like?" Yeah, do we have some kind of threshold that is higher than most people's? I don't know. Maybe we're the eccentric ones as well. I, I, I guess. I, I mean, I, we don't I, wear funny hats or anything. He was very, very sweet. And yeah. um, I really appreciated how sincere he was when he was talking to the puppets. And I didn't know how it was going to come together because uh, the interview tended to go long in certain areas that I knew might not lend to what we were trying to talk about um with uh with the actual video but were so interesting to hear him talk about and chad is such an amazing editor it's really wow. um i'm so excited for you to see it so that's going to come out next saturday at 11 a.m yeah. so make sure you tune in and see that and um and then, and we're then... going to be performing outdoors here at Springville um, this coming week, August 20th. This, this um, Thursday, I believe. Yep, it's uh, Springville Center for the Arts evening out. And uh, it, there's going to be all sorts of amazing things. There's going to be um, a performance by The Ladles, which is um, another artist in residence um, musician troupe uh, that's in town from Brooklyn. So we haven't met them yet, but high local uh, friends from New York <laughs> City who we will meet on the 20th. Right, Bro um, Brooklyn and Queens. Getting back together, so way out here. They're in town working on an album, uh, and they're singer-songwriters, so we're so excited to um, meet them and, and hear them play. Chad will be performing. Uh, what show are you going to be performing, I think, Chad? I think Fox Fables. Fox Woo! Fables. And then uh, after that, they're going to do a screening of Handmade Puppet Dreams. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, from... no. oh, no. It's going to be Mystery Max because we've done Mystery Max all over oh, town. Oh, sure. So Mystery Max and the case of the missing cookies, yeah, right? I think so. Uh, who stole the cookies from the cookie jar? So, and then after Mystery Max performs, uh, we are going to watch, um, or the uh, Springville Center for the Arts will be hosting a screening of Handmade Puppet Dreams, which is from Heather Henson's company, Ibex Puppetry. Uh, they create these compilations of short puppet works. And so this one is geared towards families. 
they're going to show one of those volumes of shorts and so it'll be a wonderful evening out we're really hoping for good weather and um it'll might be the one evening that our kids will get to spend outside um in one of the pods in a pod on a blanket yes yes mm -hmm. So we're very excited about that, and we're just so thankful again to Springville Center for the Arts for um, allowing us this residency, granting us this residency, and to our neighbors upstairs, Love Inc., who are also the landlords of this space and being so accommodating and kind. So we continue to hope to give back to the community while we remain here, mm -hmm. um, and I'm also doing some teaching while I'm here too, and so that's been very exciting to get to do that. Um, but of course, I'm still working my regular job at the Jim Henson Foundation, and I do that 32 hours a week. So, you know, half of our life is Wonder Spark Puppets, and the other half of our income is the job. I feel like we just listened to an ad break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it's important for me to be transparent with people so that they don't think that our entire livelihood is Wonder Spark. It all, I do have a regular job, and I'm so thankful for that. So. Yeah. Um, yes. But, but but otherwise, uh, some summer work has has uh, has the sun is setting on summer work. Summer camps are closing. You know that's well, the they're the, winding down. They're they're winding. Excuse me. They're they're winding down is what I meant. Um, and we we had a bunch of uh, not like residencies, but like steady weekly work that is now coming mm -hmm. to an end because the summer is coming to an end. And now we're all we're all of us puppeteers and the, all our pu big puppetry community. We're all focused on September. We're all looking at schools. Those of us that perform for schools or in schools, uh, we're very interested in <laughs> how, how it's going to go. Mm -hmm. And our company has kind of doubled down on streaming because of how we personally feel about uh, our health and safety. Yeah, and, and everyone else's health a and lot, safety. A lot of our friends, I'm not saying this is everybody because everybody has different opinions, but a lot of our friends in New York City who didn't leave are like, come on, waiting for New York City to announce that that they are that 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 the DOE is like is just streaming one hundred percent. We're but, we're but, just not sure what's going to happen. Yeah, with who that. knows? It changes week to week. I, I'm of two minds with it because it, and on one hand, um, the safest, the absolute safest thing is to do the. Um, full 100% streaming mm -hmm. remote learning as they're saying but um you know th there is also this very acute understanding that this virus is going to be with us for a long time and mm -hmm. that we do need to find a way to live with this but the thing that I continue to have pause about is that the 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 rate for the rest of the country is still high and that New York and specifically New York City is a gateway to so many people coming and going that it feels inevitable that New York City will face another crisis situation. And because of the incubation period of the virus and the and 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 so many people are asymptomatic, and you only uh, retain antibodies for three months, yeah, um, that it just feels like. Oh my God, we would be, it's very possible to be in a situation where you would be exposed and not know it and then continue to not know it for a long time. And that is the thing that makes me uncomfortable. Well, when you go, when you go back to our, our place mm -hmm. to pick up stuff like winter stuff, mm 
you may be you may be stopped at a bridge or a tunnel mm-hmm. and they will swab you and probably take down your phone number. I thought they were just going to check and see where I'm from. I'm not sure. Well, we'll see. I'll things, let you know how it if goes. If things ramp up the way that because everyone is saying that things are going to ramp up and be crazy and terrible in terms of uh, the virus and infections this fall to winter. They may, you know, like after 9-11, they closed, mm-hmm. the, they closed the bridges and tunnels and no one can get in or out. What should I pick up while I'm at our house? I'm going to go back to the apartment <laughs> for one day, literally one day, <laughs> and um, pick up a couple of uh, shows that we left behind. And Oh, my God. I, I just realized that Spa Castle is probably... It, if, there, if Spa Castle was still around, it would probably be one of the victims of the virus, you know, like... Well, they just can't operate right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, okay, Spa Sorry. Castle. And Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> wah, wah. Well, don't tell Leaf. He would. He loves the idea of Chuck E. Cheese. Maybe we could do... I've been telling uh, Chad and his parents that I really want to do like a back-to-school party to get them excited about school. Maybe we could do games like Chuck E. Cheese where you earn tickets and then um, they could turn the tickets in or something. And we need to be finding some kind of motivation for these kids to then be wanting to do the work. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to have like a back to school party. And um, maybe it's something like Chuck E. Cheese because even though it reminds me of gambling for kids, it's still, <laughs> there's still something about about it that just like in your brain. And if that means that uh, my kid is going to want to learn his multiplication tables, then then we will do it. <laughs> yeah, what if the, what, what if Chuck E. Cheese rebranded as like an education station where instead of mm-hmm. their those terrible uh, knockoff game, like arcade games that are just phone games plugged into arcade machines with terrible functionality or, or, or just ticket machines that you're never going to win, um, what if it was more for like good grades? Well, that's what ABC Mouse is. And yes. you literally do earn tickets. Yes. But I like the... The hands-on. Oh, well, there you go, Chuck E. Cheese. Ba boom. That one's for free. Oh, oh, oh! Just, just We're giving you gold here, people. Let gold. ABC Mouse <laughs> buy you out, or re, or do a partnership with ABC Mouse. Chuck, Chuck you and the Mouse. You both have mice. Chuck and ABC, <laughs> and one, two, three, and Do Re Mi, because there's an animated show. Can be cousins. Right, and you can go there, and if you get good grades, you get a free pizza. We are solving the world's problems. That is right here in this podcast. Yes, we. I mean, did you ever think that it has to happen now? All right, somebody from ABC Mouse, get on the horn, buy out Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, they're for sale. Rebrand, aren't they? I mean, they they filed for bankruptcy. (laughs) They did file for bankruptcy. So it's easy pickings, man. And ABC Mouse, they're probably not hurting for cash right now because everyone's they're doing so good. I bet. Yeah, and and the Adventure Academy. Oh, that's all Leaf wants for the fall is Adventure Academy because they show it before every Wild Kratts episode. He gets to watch Wild Kratts every Sunday. Well, see there, there you go. So he's already pumped up for that. Well, that's why I'm saying that we need to get maybe a second iPad. But I was thinking that if we got a second iPad, that maybe we would get the keyboard attachment with it because then he could learn typing. He could take an online typing class. Yeah, or something. Finally, maybe he'll be old enough for Khan Academy. Been waiting for that for a long time. Khan Academy doesn't do oh K A H N. Yes, not Khan like. A video game con. 
Oh, <laughs> not Khan, like Chuck E. Cheese, I'm going to con you out of your quarters. No, no, none of those no, cons. No, no, con, con Academy or, or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the name. No, they don't do, they only do um, the, like the base level, the, the easiest amount of stuff. Or I, th- I think it starts at like fifth grade or something, like level math and science. Uh-huh. So we haven't been able to uh, utilize some of these free online institutions for the kids yet. Well, and really what we need to, but, but none of that will work if the kids aren't motivated. So we just have to be mm-hmm. thinking about ways to motivate them. Like, you know, Leaf is super smart, but he needs to be motivated. But then once he's motivated, there's no stopping him. Right. So, um, and he's highly competitive. So how do you harness that in a way that's um, still positive, uh, allows for him to find his inner drive, but then isn't like hurting other people uh, in his path to success <laughs> so we're and and by that I mean like making his brother feel bad you know um, right, right I mean like he, he he feels big feelings you mm-hmm. know like all the time it's not it's never 10% feelings it's 110% feelings either yeah. way up or down yep you know and I relate to that a yeah lot. sure uh, I mean he's he I, I think a lot of kids are big feeling yeah. kids so put me in the good nursing home that's right. I related to you in this Stop. podcast. We're bringing it back. And we're saying goodbye. It's been over an hour. Over an hour oh, of this podcast. Oh, goodness. We talked a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about puppets. So we talked about parenting. A little bit. And um, that's our podcast, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah, a lot of parenting in this one. Yes. Well, Par- that's heavy. what we do. You know, the puppets are a part of our life and so are the, so, so is being parents. Yay. Well, yeah. thanks so much for listening to everybody. Uh, once again, we are the Puppet Parent Podcast. You can head on over to puppetparentpodcast.com, um, I guess, to find links to other where you would listen to this. But really, uh, we're broadcasting live on uh, on Facebook every single Sunday at 3 o'clock. Next Sunday, um, on August 23rd, yeah, 23rd, uh, we're going to be doing that a little bit later, I think, that day. Oh, okay. So pro- probably like four-ish once the once our show for the puppet show place theater is completed then you and i will will chat so get ready for that so you can we're also broadcasting live on youtube and you can check out the the episodes there we're on spotify like pick pick your poison in terms of uh, what your podcast needs are Uh, but if you just want the mp3s and i knew i did back when um i gymmed all the time Mm -hmm. Uh, head over to puppetparentpodcast.com and just download them there. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you have a really great week. And, um, you know, if you haven't yet, be sure to like and subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel and tell other people about the work that we're doing because we're going to continue to um, perform online and continue to create workshops for you and your kids. And um, we just love you guys so much. So we're going to get through this. We love you. You matter. Bye.